Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's five, and we're live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show. Your early morning shot of sports on 95.7. The game. Come on! Yes, it is the pregame show with Joe Spadoni. Ten in a row. My goodness. They can't stop losing. They won't stop losing. Your San Francisco Giants. Second hottest team in baseball. I want to say the first, but those Cincinnati Reds, they won yet again. It's 11 in a row for them. But something's building. We talked about it yesterday. A legitimate magic. And they didn't even have to come from behind. Although they had a little bit of help from the umps, the blue, if you will. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It's the pregame show, Joe Spadoni. And for the next hour, we'll be discussing some Giants. We'll also be discussing a lot of basketball. Yes, it's the NBA draft tonight. What's going to happen? And for me, it comes down to really one question. Are they even going to make a selection? It's less about who they pick tonight and more about if a pick is made. I don't care who's going to get a 19th pick. Okay. But for the Warriors, and you saw a little taste last night as a trade went down, that has ripple effects. That affects the Golden State Warriors in some ways. But you look at what went down yesterday. Final trade summary. The Celtics, Grizzlies, and Wizards. Celtics get Kristaps Porzingis, the number 25 overall pick, and the 2024 first round pick. Grizzlies get Marcus Smart. Wizards get Tyus Jones, Danilo Gallinari, Mike Muscala, and the number 35 pick. So Marcus Smart, the heart and soul, the defensive player of the year just a year removed, he's gone. Just like that. Nine years with the team. And he was supposed to be the defensive anchor, again, the heart and soul of that team, that squad, The dog, if you will. A lot like, dare I say, 
Not saying he's as good as this player. Not saying he's a Hall of Famer like this player, but I'm going to make the comparison. Some might get angry. Draymond Green? I mean, the Celtics moved off of him. Didn't even bat an eye. I mean, they pivoted pretty damn quick. Now, there were early reports from Sham Sharania, Woj. Oh, Marcus Morris could be involved. Malcolm Brogdon. Eh, that fell through. So after all is said and done, Kristaps Porzingis is a Celtic. Marcus Smart is a Grizzly. And Tyus Jones, Danilo Gallinari, Mark Muscala are Wizards. Good morning to all of you on Twitch and YouTube. We are up and running. Shout out Sam Lubman for helping me with some technical difficulties this morning. So thank you, Sammy. Appreciate you. Sam doesn't have to do that, by the way. This is a solo show. When the pregame show started, we were in here by ourselves. We didn't have any producers or anything like that. Shout out to great Matt Kolsky for getting this show on the airways and its inception. Stephen Langford taking over for him, setting the tone year in and year out. And finally, I take over for Stephen. But it's always us solo dello. But Sam, these last few months, he's gotten here early. He's moved to Oakland now. And he's helped out if he sees me in some sort of a pinch. So I appreciate that. He knows I can't go anywhere. I'm stuck in here. I don't have someone else walking around, someone else on the board. It's all me. But Sam, I give him credit as well. He helps me out when he doesn't need to. He's prepping for the morning roast. They got a lot today. And this station has a lot today. Again, NBA draft, Warriors number 19 pick. What's going to happen? Are they even going to make the selection? Are they going to trade up? What is going to go down? Do you want them to make the pick? Do you want them to make a big splash trade? 888-957-9570. And we'll continue to discuss the Giants winning 10 straight yesterday. And that wasn't even the big talking point, right? What was the big talking point? Well, we talked about it yesterday as it pertained to the Rangers and White Sox. Bruce Bochy getting heated as it pertained to... A horrible, horrible call. And that one was. Jonah Heim clearly was not in the base path when he tagged out Elvis Andrews. Should have been end of inning, heading to the ninth, 6-5 Rangers. Instead, Andrews gets the call. They overturn it. Bochy gets tossed. Tie game. White Sox end up taking the lead in that inning and winning the game 7-6 to overall. And Bochy was pissed, and rightfully so. But what happened yesterday? makes me think that part of what took place in that Rangers-White Sox game had an effect. Because that one was such a bad call that if they didn't call catcher's obstruction yesterday in that game, heads were going to roll. People were going to be so angry. They're going to be like, wait, 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 wait. So... That one, that's way worse, is not going to get called, yet ours does. I could understand that. I get it. Because the Jonah Heim one was not even close. Yesterday, I think it's debatable. Now, if you like the rule nine, I'm not really going to get into that. It is what it is. Scott Cousins, Buster Posey, we discussed it yesterday. The catcher's obstruction came into being 12 years ago. And quite honestly, when these things... I need to look up the stat. I couldn't find it, and maybe... During the break, Sam Lubman will help me out. That guy's tapped into all the baseball reference websites, all that sort of stuff. I want to be able to track the catcher's obstruction calls per year since its inception. Because I feel like more often than not, 
It's never called. Like, I'm watching these A's and Giants games constantly. I feel like it's almost never called. So we'll get in on that. But 888-957-9570. It's 10 straight. Giants don't care how it's done. They get the job done. 4-3 over the San Diego Padres. Man, this team just doesn't lose. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. 888-957-9570. Good morning to all of you getting off work, getting ready for work, getting ready for vacation, getting ready for whatever you got to do this morning. If you're getting up, working out, appreciate you tuning in, driving to the gym, doing what you got to do. Appreciate you trying to better yourself. It's grind out there. Your boy was struggling. Usually I eat lunch after I work out, but yesterday I was like, man, I'm so damn hungry. So I ate a nice salami sandwich, some provolone cheese, nice sourdough roll. It was delicious. Then about an hour later after that pre-workout kicked in, I was walking some hills of Oakland with the baby strapped to my chest with the dog. It was a struggle, to say the least. It was a struggle. (laughs) But you know what? I persevered. I wanted to throw up. I didn't. Held it in. Because those hills, not only in Oakland and San Francisco, if you're walking them, they can be treacherous. It's a nice little workout that I hate. Like people using the Stairmaster, I get it if you're not in like a hilly area, but get out there. Feel the air. Walk around. If you're not in a hilly area, I understand, but if you are, go walk in your neighborhood. Unless it's kind of sketch, then by all means, don't. 888-957-9570. Here's some of the highlights from the Giants it feels like they're just all running downhill right now at a crazy speed. They ain't going uphill. Here's how things got started. And Manny Machado. This kind of signaled to me what the game was going to be like early in the fourth inning and what the Padres have been doing. <laughs> Manny being Manny, caught tagging the top of the fourth to end the inning. What are you doing, man? Down the line, Conforto giving chase, and he'll make the catch up against the sidewall. Machado's going to go. There's the throw, and he is out by a mile. And you wonder what he was thinking. And you wonder what he was thinking. Well, he wasn't, because that was a pop fly to the third base side, and I don't... Manny. That That's just... The base running alone in this series for the San Diego Padres makes the Giants last year look like one of the greatest defensive teams. Of, it makes them look like the Legion of Boom for just doing a cross-sport analogy. That's what it makes them look like. You kidding me? Some of the boneheaded mistakes, and you're either coaching it or letting it happen. It's like penalties in the NFL. So, Bob Melvin, God bless you. Got some problems on the staff. And it's not just, you know, lack of production from the offensive side. It's base paths, it's sloppiness, it's carelessness, it's individual agendas. I don't know what's going on, but Padres are four games under now. We'll see if they could salvage this series, one game. Giants gonna go for the throat. Blake Snell on the mound. It's not looking good for San Diego. Juxtapose that with what's going on with the Giants. And it's looking great. So much so 
that they're getting these calls going their way. I got around in a base hit. Tatis has got a good arm. Here's the throw. It's on line, and they got him. San Francisco is challenging, blocking at the plate. From here, you can see he sets up right in the middle of the base path. That forces an outside route from Sable, and that's blocking the plate. We've got a call of violation on the blocking. The run is four. So they switched the call. They called the violation there. 3 nothing. Jock Peterson, RBI. And then J.D. Davis to put an exclamation point on an awesome fifth inning for the San Francisco Giants. Line drive. Into right field, a base hit. Here comes Peterson. The throw wide to third. 4 nothing. And that's all they needed. They go on to win 4-2, to two, but... The story, obviously, was the catcher's obstruction, interference, whatever you want to call it. And here is, first, Gabe Kapler, manager of the San Francisco Giants, discussing that overturn. There wasn't a clear lane to the plate. Essentially, uh, the rule, as as we understand it, is if the catcher's left foot is on the outside of the line without the baseball, um, he's not providing a clear lane to the plate for the base runner. So that's what we saw on video. That's what it looked like in real time. And um, it seems like they got the, the call right on the field, but that's just our interpretation. Do you like or they got the, the call right, right on replay. Right. Do you like the, the spirit of that rule? Like, like you said, they may have gotten it right and you challenged it accordingly, but do you think that's what the intent of the rule is? Does that come into play in that particular sequence? I don't get too subjective about rules. I, I, it's not my role or my responsibility to um, analyze them. It's more like how can we be good within the construct of those rules. Did you like the send by Hallberg? Obviously two outs, but Tatis Without question. It's the right play. Um, when you do have two outs, you're going to make an outfielder throw you out of the play more times than not. And Mark's been great with that call. I thought that was a fine one as well. Gabe Kapler, listen, I'm not here to talk about the damn rule. The rule's the rule. And it went in our favor. I'm not going to complain about it. And the rule came into being because our star buster Posey, just a few years removed from the league, broke his leg. was out for the year. So yeah, I'm cool with this interpretation. I'm cool with the spirit of the rule. Juxtapose that with what Bo Mel manager of the San Diego Padres said after the game yesterday. There's got to be some feel involved for something like that. It's an awful call and it had an impact on the game. From your viewpoint, why shouldn't it have been called the, based on the fact the runner was out by so much? Or I think all the way around. The, the, the base runner's way down the line towards their dugout. At some point in time, you have to go get him. The throw took him up the line as well. Based on where he started, I, the, it looked like they showed the replay from where when the throw was always, already on the way. And as a catcher, you have to have some feel for that. you got to also understand the impact and where the runner was and it just to me was just one of the worst calls I've seen this year does it and that you guys if it had all gone the same you would have won two to one you did leave a lot of runners on base you never know where the game's going to go but at that point in time it's one to nothing use out of the inning and there aren't three more runs on the board from your understanding, they don't have to award him that run. They overturn. 
based on I think there's it's, it's it, there's a lot of interpretation involved and that's where the field for me the field becomes you have to have some feel for that it was an obvious play it was an obvious out was there any explanation re- no. related to you from New no. York? there's never any explanation by the way the only one that ever explained things and actually they're starting to do it in the NFL a lot more which I appreciate the officials explaining the thought process with certain calls. Like, Ed Hockley used to do that a lot, and Ed Hockley, I mean, he's over the top, but he would explain things at times. and be like, I still think your interpretation's wrong, but I appreciate you trying to explain the thought process on that pass interference or whatever the hell the call was. So the NFL does a good job at that. I think Major League Baseball should adopt some of what the NFL's doing as it pertains to relaying information to the fan base at the game and on television. After all, it's a television product, and that's why we installed this pitch clock. So go ahead and just explain to the fans what's going on. Like, why did they make that call? And I know it's coming in from New York, so maybe that's hard to relay all that. But come on. We're paying money here. We want to know what's happening. So it is what it is. Changed the game. It absolutely did. Bowmel's right. I don't know if they still win the game. The Padres, it seems like they're just finding ways to lose, and the Giants, they're finding ways to win. It's as simple as that. So maybe they lose the game anyways, but that was a massive, massive call. Oh, oh, I'm being told in my ear we actually have more Bob Melvin sound. He actually just spoke again. Oh, let's take a listen. You know, those guys, I mean, they're, they're not making a call. I get that. I just want to get clarification on on exactly what was called. I could hear and... Uh, and and for that call to be made, it, I'm dumbfounded. It's absolutely one of the worst calls I've ever seen. Uh, and, and it was done by replay. I, I just don't get it. Uh, I don't care how many times they'll try to explain it. Uh, you, you can't do that uh, in that situation. Uh, it, it's a shame. It's embarrassing, really. Wow. Bruce Bochy, obviously not Bob Melvin for those that didn't get the joke there. It's a shame. It's embarrassing. <laughs> I love Boach. Can't wait for that series of Texas. Oh, man. Catcher's obstruction. Didn't think we are going to be talking about that enough the last two days, but here we are. And Sam, I don't know if you heard me earlier. Is there a way for us to find and track? Uh, at the break, you're going to help me out here. Try to track these year to year, because it feels like that is almost never called, and it's called in back-to-back days. So... We're going to get on that as a station, and we're going to get on you as a station because we want you to be involved with today's show and today's programming here on the pregame show and at 95.7 The Game, 888-957-9570. It's a big, big day. Giants win 10 in a row. NBA draft is tonight. Warriors picking 19. Are they going to make the pick? Should they make the pick? Should they trade up? 888-957-9570. It comes down to that for me. And we'll continue to take your calls and text as it pertains to the Giants. We are up and running on Twitch and YouTube. Search 95.7 The Game, like, and subscribe. Also, be sure to download that Odyssey app and favorite 95.7 The Game for all your Giants, Warriors, and San Francisco 49ers coverage here in the Bay. But, shift over to the NBA draft for a bit, and it comes down to that. Should they even make a pick tonight? doesn't matter who it is to me. Well, it isn't guard out of Michigan or a powerful. I don't care. 19th pick, yeah. Could be great, could be not. Total crapshoot. But will they even make a selection at all? 
And do you want them to, Warriors fans? Because we've already seen trade take place last night. If you're just joining us, Celtics, Grizzlies, Wizards have the framework of a trade in place. Celtics get Kristaps Porzingis, number 25 overall pick, and a 2024 first-round pick. Grizzlies get Marcus Smart. Wizards get Tyus Jones, Danilo Gallinari, Mike Muscala, and the number 35 pick. The Marcus Smart part of this is interesting to me. And I compared it a little bit. A little bit. And I think I triggered the text line just a little bit. Nicole, my family, Pandy Zandy, Cowboy, Luis Robertson, Morali, all y'all. Nick Cooper, my wife left me. I'm sorry about that, Nick. Hopefully things change. I feel great that you feel confident in sharing that at 520 in the morning on the pregame show, Joe Spadoni. My wife left me. That was a thing for a long time on Twitter. All I saw was my life left me. Whenever Woj, whenever Shams or Adam Sheff. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. After anyone tweeted something, my wife left me. Let's jump the shark a little bit, though. Woj tweets, safe space. Oh, my God. It's just... Some of the things that you always used to... What was it? For a long time, the the instant first thing you always saw to get, like, Warriors blew a 3-1 lead? Was that the every single reply ever on Twitter? Oh, and you'd find it in all sorts oh. of memes, too. It's like, don't let the fact that such and such happened oh. distract you from the fact that the Warriors blew a 3-1 lead. Is Oh, my God. My favorite was, don't let the Warriors winning a title distract you from the fact that the Warriors blew, blew a 3-1, 3-1 lead. lead. Was, there you go. That was like the peak right there. It's like, okay, now we can put this to rest, it's, right? And, and no, we could not. It's just as... Where are we at in society here? Oh, my God. What is it now? Don't let that uh, distract you from the fact that uh, Zion Williamson has a sex tape out there. Is that the new one? By the way, Mariah Mills, the porn star that allegedly said that. Yeah, she got banned on Twitter. Probably shouldn't be doing that. And the amount of time she kept saying, I'm not going to talk about it anymore, but then kept talking about it. God, what a mess that is. Could Zion be traded tonight? That would be wild. What else is going to go down tonight? Zion going to be traded for a porn star to be named later? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Cowboy, hope they trade up to get Derek Lively. Improve the D. Do they need that? Like, honestly, is anyone that the Warriors are going to draft this year going to make that big of an impact for this team next year? If it is, I would be more likely to believe it would be a guy that was a three- or four-year starter. I mean, we saw it last year with Christian Brown, not Braun, for... The Denver Nuggets. Three-year starter out of Kansas. He came in, knew his role, scored, defended, rebounded, did his thing. Steve Evans was great, but 
first-year rookie, I didn't expect his defense to be awesome. He was in there, and the lights just didn't look too bright. He found a role, and he stuck to it. A lot like Moses Moody did for the Golden State Warriors last season. Second-year player. He was a one-and-done, but he's more of an old soul. Everyone talks about that as it pertains to Moses Moody. Wise beyond his years. Played for Musbus, Eric Musselman, out in Arkansas. He knows how to coach him up right. And, listen, it wasn't easy for him at all last season. Up and down in the G League, down and back from Santa Cruz. But ultimately, he showed out and proved that the moment wasn't too big for him. He was in the right spots at the right time, played solid defense, hit timely threes, and he was a part of the rotation in that Lakers series. But Jonathan Kaminga's got to be the guy going forward. And will he be a part of this team? Will Jordan Poole be a part of this team? They're at this crossroads. We keep using that word, right? Meet me at the crossroads. We keep talking about that. And for me, it finally comes down to, are we stick with the young guys or not? Are we going to make a trade tonight or not? Or make a trade prior to the trade deadline or not? Whatever. Trade deadline, get my sports mixed up. But when free agency starts, you know what I'm talking about. Is that what's going to happen with this Golden State Warriors crew? So I'm looking forward to tonight, and not so much who they pick, it's if they pick it all. Because if they make this pick and stick with it, doesn't mean they're going to keep them. They could move off of them. They could get a trade package involved, and who would be out there that you want? Bradley Beal, he's in Phoenix now. He's gone. I saw Kristaps Porzingis. Nope. Celtic now. Who's that guy? 888-957-9570. Hell, I could just get that list that Joe Shasky and Bonte Hill made for the morning roast. It's up there on the wall. It's got about 50 names on it. Just rattle off those. My God. It's a little Sharpie he used there, too. I hope he didn't get a little high. 888-957-9570. If you would like to get involved in the program, that's via call or text on the Comcast business text line, as well as the YouTube chat. We are up and running there, streaming live. Hello to all of you lovely, lovely, beautiful human beings on the YouTube and Twitch chats. Search 95.7 The Game, like and subscribe, and also be sure to download that Odyssey app. My family, Spadoni, I read an article that Jonathan Kaminga is on the trade block. But who knows? Well, is he or isn't he? My family. I don't trust anyone right now, to be quite honest with you, with articles. It's lying season. Just like the NFL draft. I don't trust anything. Oh, there's talks. Bryce Young. Oh, he might fall. That frame, it's scaring people. He's the number one overall pick. And we knew that from January on, and people still tried to scare you off of it. Oh, the Carolina Panthers trading up. Oh, they might want Anthony Richardson. Oh, this guy can throw the length of a football field from his knees. He's Jamarcus Russell, but not a knucklehead. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, that didn't happen. Could C.J. Stroud fall? His S2 cognition scores were low. Oh, no. Yeah, he didn't. So, it's lying season. I'm not going to believe anything. Wembenyama's going first. Brandon Miller's probably going second. And Scoot Henderson's probably going three, right? And then after that, who knows? Who knows? 
888-957-9570. I know that we have to take a quick break and come on back on the other side. We'll continue to take your calls and texts as it pertains to the NBA draft. Giants, they've won 10 in a row. 4-2 win over the Padres last night. Bell pissed. He gets ejected. Catcher's obstruction. What the hell are we doing here? Is it a good rule? Was it a good call? All of that coming up next. Christos Porzingis, he's gone to the Celtics. Tyus Jones, he's gone to the Wizards. lot to break down here. Marcus Smart, a Grizzly. What's going on here, folks? We'll unravel all that and more on the other side of the pregame show right here on 95.7 The Game. Now, back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Green onions. Every Giants win, I'm just going to do it. Sounds like a good plan. I'm just going to stick with it. On the pregame show, Joe Spadoni. Ten in a row for the Gigantes. The Naranja. Or is it... Naranja is the uh, fruit version of orange. Was it Anaranjado? Is the color version. My Spanish speakers, let me know if I'm correct there. The anaranjado y negro. It's orange and black for those in the know. Bilingual here on the pregame show. 888-957-9570. NBA draft. Warriors picking 19. Giants winning 10 in a row. We got inflection point for the Golden State Warriors. A crossroads is the one we keep coming back to. We got a trade happening last night in the NBA that may be a precursor of things to come tonight or when free agency officially begins in the NBA. So if you're just joining us, Big news out of the NBA last night. Celtics, Grizzlies, Wizards, major trade. Kristaps Porzingis, this is the gist of it. Kristaps Porzingis going to the Celtics. Marcus Smart going to the Grizzlies. Tyus Jones, Danilo Gallinari, Mike Muscala going to the Wizards. And the biggest thing out of that was Marcus Smart to me. And it wasn't the player himself, nine-year veteran, defensive player of the year, the heart and soul the defensive anchor of that Boston Celtics squad, right? Gone. Just like that. Because at the end of the day, what did the Celtics need? A more consistent score. That's what it came down to. And I'm looking at the Golden State Warriors. And they're at this point with Draymond Green. And I'm not saying they're going to move off of him. I'm not saying they're going to keep him. But what I am saying is, when push comes to shove with these guys, it's about getting buckets at the end of the day. Who's scoring? Who's helping me be a threat on the floor to score? Come playoff time. Marcus Spart? Draymond Green? Yeah. 
It wasn't happening. The Celtics saw the writing on the wall. Now, is it a great trade for them overall? We'll see. I think they're getting crushed by a majority of the media this morning with what they ended up giving up in Marcus Smart and getting back in Kristaps Porzingis. But I understand the thought process from Boston. Robert Williams, Time Lord, not a score. Al Horford, he's very old. Kripsos Porzingis, what does he do? He scores. And he'll give you a couple blocks a game. He's not going to be the best defender, no. But that mid-range, the low post game, he can give that to you. So I understand the overall thought process for them wanting to get better. Losing Marcus Smart's going to hurt, no doubt. But you have to give something to get something. And the Boston Celtics did that yesterday. Will the Golden State Warriors do the same today at 888-957-9570? Comes down to this. Will they make a selection? Or will they move that pick? 888-957-9570. What would you like them to do? Good morning to all of you on the YouTube and Twitch streams. We are up and streaming there. Be sure to search 95.7 The Game in the search bar there. Like, subscribe, all that. I appreciate all of you chiming in on this lovely, lovely morning in the Bay Area at 5.37 a.m. Good morning to the Comcast Business Text Line, which is always up and running again at 888-957-9570. And you could also hit me up on Twitter at Spadoni underscore Joe for all of your food takes, Bay Area takes, whatever takes you need. South Park. Do a lot of South Park references. We had it on in the studio for some reason yesterday, and there was just banger after banger episode. The Cartman Saga, World of Warcraft, all time. The Dog Whisperer episode. So good. Caesar Milan treating Cartman like a dog, and he's the only one that could stand up to him. It's all time. Cartman, by the way, probably a top five TV show character of all time for me. I know a lot of people go Randy Marsh. I think I'm going Eric Cartman. Maybe top five strong. Definitely top ten for going the comedic factor. (laughs) Good morning to Nicole Diaz on the YouTube chat. Honestly, I don't want to see Dre go. But at this... Whatever it takes to make them better, I'm good with. Just get Steph that fifth. And that was an interesting conversation, Nicole. Because I was listening to the crossover. Not the crossover. It's exclusive to this show. And that's going to happen in about seven minutes when Joe Shasky joins me. As he does each and every Monday through Friday at 5.45 a.m. Get into the NBA draft from the Giants winning 10 straight. But Steiny, Willard, Evan, and Dibs yesterday were talking about that. And Willard and Evan and Dibs are like, <laughs> who cares about the future? It's about getting Steph that fifth. Everyone else, <laughs> no. We're in the end game now. Shout out Thanos, Doctor Strange, Star Lord. What an idiot, by the way. <laughs> Wakes up Thanos. You're so close. As I digress. But it's about maximizing Stephen Curry in this championship window. Who cares about two years from now? Hell, two years from now might as well be 
10 years from now. Three years from now, might as well be 15 years from now. Because the Warriors will never be this good again. If we're just going by history, sure, there's been a few dynasties from different generations to happen. But you bet your bottom dollar, shout out Little Orphan Annie, that the Golden State Warriors will never be this good again in their history. This good of a stretch again. This is a 10-year run we're talking about, folks. 10 years, almost. It's hard to do in this league. There's only been a few franchises. Lakers. Celtics. And that's pretty much it. Bulls had a run, but it was the 90s. That was it. So the Warriors, yeah. So add that to the list. Four teams in the history of the NBA have able to extend these type of dynasties. So I understand the perspective of a Nicole Diaz being like, I don't give a damn about the young guys. Or I don't give a damn what you do, Mike Dunleavy Jr., Kirk Lacob, and Joe Lacob. Make this damn team better. Because getting bounced in the second round of the Los Angeles Lakers is unacceptable. But it was also a reality check. Can you just run it back with this same crew? I feel like a lot of Warriors fans are split on this. On one hand, hey, you are two games away from going to the Western Conference Finals and facing the Denver Nuggets. On the other hand, you know, <laughs> you got bounced by Lonnie Walker the fourth. So what the hell are they going to do? 888-957-9570. That's the question. We're going to take one more break. Joe Shasky's fired up. There's only one club that knows how to develop and win now. Oh, boy. It's the Olympic Club. We won the championship last night. On 95.7 The Game. Back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Giants are on their level. Are they big, blunt, rolling? Oh, oh I was going to say bad, bad snitch getting. Major. Mm. I love this short, uh, too short feature. Wiz so Khalifa, good. old Wiz. So good. So good. Taylor Gang. I actually could make an argument that half of his top 10 best songs are on someone else's song. Kind of like Nate Dogg in yeah. for Too Short. Yeah. Even though he's got some classics. T-Pain. Like, but his most notable ones, at least especially the younger crowd, because you guys didn't buy all the old albums. You didn't have Cocktails nah, and nah. Born to Mac or any of those. I wasn't a big it. album guy. like Because I grew up like with the iPod MP3 generation, so I can just get individual so, songs. Yeah. So then wire. all the songs yeah. that Short have are features. Yeah, so I got used to just grab all those individual and it's like, oh, did you get so-and-so? I was like, no, because albums have like Ten songs I really don't care about. I want the hits, right? I want the bangers. Come Do you on. know what his oldest, like, his number one quote-unquote song in terms of streams and money, That it, it was when he was 42 years old. Yeah. 
It's wild. Like, like, well, that happens with a lot of rappers, right? Later in their career, when they finally get to the mainstream public yes. and stuff like that, and those songs hit, like E40, stuff like that. That's what happened, yeah. right? He finally hit mainstream, like what, 06, 07, it felt well, like. Technically, technically, if we really want to like get real bogged down in the weeds here. Bogged down Bogdanovich. I would say 95, 96, he had, uh, he had a couple of songs that were, were very big because Tupac had come out. And he was yeah, on California true. Love. I was three, so maybe I can I know, speak to I know, that. I know. But, like, but those were, they were like lower level MTV jams, BET hits. Sure. That, that weren't on the level of the, obviously, you know, Tell Me When tell to me Go. Tell Me When to Go was the one because that was in every single middle school, high exactly. school dance for me. So that became much more, you know. But the one with him is short. Uh, I'm in the traffic. What's up, I don't mm-hmm. know if you know that one. Yeah. Just... Uh, if I heard, I'm a, I'm a beat guy, Shasky. So if I hear it, I'm really awful with lyrics. Like my whole life, like I thought so and so was saying this, and then my friend checked me like, no, dude. What's the, the one with Casey and JoJo, basically. <laughs> okay. All right. Players ball. Sure. Take your word for it. That's Joe Shasky joining me for the crossover right now. I'm kind of here on the pregame show. Ninety-five-seven. The game. Kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. Ron Burgundy over here. And speaking of kind of a big deal, the San Francisco Giants' first ten-game winning streak since two. 2004 and Joe off air we just talking about dude what the hell were we doing in 2004 some things we can't say on air but man 18 years it's been which is kind of crazy to think about because this team's won three world series Joe 18 years it's been that long 10 games is hard it is it's really but I hard. feel like the A's have done that a couple of times like like not good teams in the past yeah. have done that like well, well, hell, the Astros well, they just won seven straight and just lost seven straight so there's that but uh then you have they're not even the longest current streak in the, in the league. I know the, the Reds, Reds, 11. 11. Reds at 111. Isn't that crazy? It's, it is crazy. And there's kind of like this interesting comparison I'm doing with both these teams. We'll get to that another time. Oh, but, I'd like to hear that. But uh, it's just you know, just a little thing. I'm Joey taking. Votto is being played by Brandon Crawford. Oh, my God. Joey. Well, Joey Votto, I was actually thinking about him, and that's a conversation for another time. Hall of Famer to you, by the way, Joey Votto? So it's hard because I look at him and Todd Helton in almost the same boat. Yeah. You're the best player on a team for a decade plus. Yeah. Like you're one of their signature players for multiple generations. But if that team hasn't been that good. No, like I agree with thing. you. Yeah. But like him and Todd Helton, I put in the same bucket. Like to me, Todd Helton's a Hall of Famer. When I watched Todd Helton, I was like, clearly a cut above everyone. Everyone in the league would love to have him. Like maybe he doesn't have those impactful moments, but you can't write the history of the Reds or the Rockies without including yeah. Todd Helton and Joey Votto. So do you get what I'm saying? Like I want, I want fans to feel included. In the Hall of Fame. But that's the way I'm doing it. No, totally not. Well, the Hall of Fame. Base, I know. Baseball Hall of Fame, non-inclusive is probably the tagline it should be because, my goodness, like no one gets in now unless your name is Scott Rowland. It's just like, come on. Scott over Barry Bonds, over Mark McGuire. Over- I mean, you can make the argument Scott Rowland wasn't even the best third baseman at any point in his career of but, his own generation. But, but Shasky, look at the stats. I mean, look, what if they look at the end of the day. Okay. The play that everyone's going to talk about. Let's just get right into it. Yeah, yeah. The catcher's obstruction. Uh, what were your thoughts when it happened, when the call was called, when the Giants challenged it, all that, eventually leading to Bob Melvin blowing up and getting ejected? Joe, I think the number one criticism of the modern era in everything, every single aspect of life is the lack of do you get it? Yeah. Okay? There's the letter of the law. And then there's the spirit of the rule, Mm -hmm. right? And so in this case, to me, this is a clear disconnect between the letter of the law and the spirit of the rule. So here's what I would say to everyone. There's a play at the plate. Catcher catches the ball. Ball beats him. To me, five to eight steps. That's a lot. That's getting hosed. That means you could almost slow up and still get tagged. He was clearly out by a mile. Exactly. So let's play this thing out. To me, why was the rule put in place? 
Protect, yeah. To protect the catchers, which is totally, I'm here for it. And I will defend this to the fullest because these half-shell hockey helmets they wear, they have no padding in the back. They're wearing ball-deflective gear, not collision gear. Like, anybody who's ever been in the squat would know that the, that that gear is not for, like, it's not like football gear, okay? I've argued with Damon forever about this. Like, Damon, put the gear on and go underneath behind the plate, and you tell me if I can run into you at full steam after I've gotten 180 feet lead. You know what I mean? Like, that. that it's protective gear. No, no, no. So it was put in place to protect the catchers. Was there a lane? No. You know why? Because the ball beat them by five to eight steps. Yeah. Okay? And in baseball fashion, when uh, there's a bad mistake, a bad error, a bad call by an umpire, what happens on the very next play? Bang! A single by Jock Peterson and two-run score that shouldn't have scored. It's like poetic justice. It happens all the time in baseball. So to me... Like, everyone's going to talk about the window, the lane. And, and look, by the letter of the law, are they right? Probably. But when the ball beats you by that much, the guy's hosed. He has possession of the ball. The catcher goes to make it, and the throw kind of leads him into it, which is a whole other aspect that we can get into. Here's what I would say to people. Remove throw from the outfield. Let's say that throw comes from first base, all right? And you get the guy in a rundown, all right? Mm. You get the guy in a rundown. Is the catcher supposed to move two steps to the right as he's chasing down the runner to give him a lane to come back home? The rundown aspect. You I have the I, ball in your hand. I, ne- I never thought about it like that. That's a great point. Like, when's like when, where's the line, if you will? Like, if I have the ball and he, there's he's taking, you have the ball, it, it's taking a couple seconds for him. To get, like, what are we doing here? But again, there's, common he's, sense. He's clearly should... in front of him still. So like, why, why why do I have to move out of the way, creating a path for this guy? Well, my whole objective exactly. is to get him out. Exactly. Like, what are we doing so, here? So at second base, so this is this is a, at second base. You usually see a shortstop or a second baseman. They receive the throw on a steal in front of the bag. Right? They want to be a glove hand side closer to the bag, to the tip of the bag, and so that the throw leads. Them right into the into the runner, right, and it's for safety purposes, right. But if the ball beats the guy, all right, the ball beats the guy, you'll see a guy jump in front of the bag, two hand tag a guy. It's the same element at home plate for me, right? In this case, and here's the other thing: there was a tiny window on the outside that you could have slid by yeah. and through the hand as you go past the bag. Like on four different levels, to me, common sense should have prevailed. The Padres got screwed. Yeah, and, and I'm just being real. And you know what? My baseball sensibilities, I said to myself, where's the common sense? There's the common sense aspect. Like, you, the Padres have a right to be mad, but also, the Padres, oh, when you got Manny, Manny Machado tagging, when you got Manny Machado tagging from second to third on a pop-up, like, what the hell are we doing, dude? Like, they, deserve, In front of they deserve to lose. The Giants, they've been so damn hot, they're going to get these calls. You know what? That's just how the breaks go sometimes. The, the Padres are scuffling, these calls aren't going to go your way. And actually, it's kind of funny, because I feel like more often than not, Bob Melvin has actually gotten, even his time in Oakland, he's never gotten the benefit of <laughs> that with a lot of these calls. He's gotten screwed a lot of what? times following Bo Mel with these instant replay challenges. Like, his record... He's got to be one of the worst in the league. But he's got a right to be pissed. I mean, he's a former catcher. Yes. He's seen it all. He was, he's was he been through those dog days where he's gotten blown up multiple, multiple times. And now we're in a space. And it's kind of funny because that's where the rule all started, right? Scott Cousins, Buster Posey. And then By got, the way, I, he, I ran into Scott Cousins oh, at a golfing really? a couple months back. He's a really good dude. Is he a good dude? Yeah, I really feel bad that like we uh, constantly associate his name with this thing. Like on, on the real, like on, oh on, yeah, I on, don't like, think anyone... a, a human element. I legitimately yeah. feel bad for the. He's a good dude. I don't think it's any like 
Well, he when was I think fighting of Scott Cousins, for his Major League Baseball life. Yeah, when I think of Scott Cousins, I don't think of like a malicious act. No. I think of that represented a time in baseball exactly. that ended. Like, exactly. I don't, I don't associate him with being a dirty player. No, no. I feel he's... legitimately like guilty for like the way society ran him. Like his name is dragged through the mud. Like, it's not even your fault. I'm just no, saying. No, no. The way well, we do the, the name association. I, I look at a guy like, and I'm maybe I'm being a homer here. Like I look at what Pete Rose did to Ray Fossey in the All Star game. Way Ru- more malicious. Ru- way more. Way Ru- more malicious. It's like, like All Star game. Trying to kill the guy, and they separated. His shoulder, yes. like, and we saw that's hustle right there. I was like, dude, you just ruined a guy's career, right exactly. There. Like, like Buster Posey went on to go probably a Hall of Famer career after that. So, uh, it is what it is. But as we shift from baseball to the NBA draft, Yoshiaski, and what took place last night, and it's starting to get heated, it's starting to get uh, exciting. Trades are happening. Christoph Porzingis, he's a Celtic, Tyus Jones, he's a wizard, Marcus Smart, he's a Memphis Grizzly, Joe Shasky. Things are getting hot and heavy. Are the Warriors going to make a pick tonight? Can I ask a question? What's going on? Since when did Christos Porzingis become the missing link for like 50 teams? His name's on the list. Since when we did got, Warrior got, fans... Got to cross him out, by the way. I mean, when we played him, they were like, he's weak. He can't guard anyone. Expose him. Like, I literally listened to uh, Azubuki. Expose him. Expose him. <laughs> over and over and over again. And Warrior cool. fans are like, he can't guard anyone. And I'm saying to myself, now all of a sudden he's the missing... And look, he he's a solid player. Like, Fine, whatever. Was he really making or breaking the Warriors or, or, or all these teams? Like, do you really view Boston that differently now that they've got Kristaps? Well, Porzingis? it's interesting. Um, Am I tripping? Because, no, well, because I mean, he's solid. He's solid. He can score. Like, I can see why the Celtics are like they need a big guy that can score because Al Horford yeah, stretched the floor. He's Forty years old yeah. or whatever it is. Uh, Robert Williams doesn't score. Like that's and, just and his not legs like shot. And his legs are shot. Like, so you need a guy and, that can do that. Getting rid of Marcus Smart. Is interesting because now that I look from that angle and compare him to what the Warriors are going through, would you agree oh, that Marcus Smart is the heart and soul of that defensive team? Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart. Uh, he's, he's the defensive anchor. He's the DPOI. He's their defensive stud. Yeah, but he's right? so erratic offensively that I think that, that it, they need a true point guard to be able to facilitate, to take some of the pressure off of the iso ball heavy game that Tatum and Brown play, in my opinion. Is it too much of a stretch to compare what's going on with Marcus Smart to what's going on with Draymond Green and the Golden State Warriors? Uh, yeah, I don't, Is that a stretch? Because Dre's was so much more legacy-driven. The, the playmaking aspect of Draymond on okay. offense is better than, uh, than Marcus Smart. Here's what Smart. I would say. I haven't even considered that portion. I'm going to have to soak that in before I can like break that down. I just look at Memphis and I'm like, okay, I get it. You want to replace maybe some of that Dylan Brooks yes. element with Marcus Smart? Much better player. But Tyus Jones was so good. He was. I mean, Warrior fans saw him up close and personal when Jaw was out, and he cooked the Warriors. He did, but he also, Tyus Jones and Bonte alluded to this in the chat, he got cooked by Dennis Schroeder in that late. For sure. Like, he did. So, like, and that's the team you're going to have to face. But he's a backup. That's the thing. Marcus Smart's going to be a starter. Like, so, like, like and well, you're looking at that what level. I was, thinking. I was oh. thinking, like, well... Is Kuzmas and Tyus Jones now on the move? Oh. Do you package those? Like if you're Washington, because it looks like to me Washington's in a complete rebuild mode. Yeah, they didn't even get a first round pick. It's for very any, weird. It's very like Bradley. Big, no first round picks. Like what are you doing? I don't. I don't really get it. Travis Schlanky. Is he over there? Yeah, he's over there now. I didn't even know yeah. that. Wow. Maybe Steiny's going to have that Wizards gear. Let's oh, see. Steiny. Maybe he'll bring gonna... it to the station. Yeah. <laughs> the Wes Unsel throwback. Oh my god. I mean, she's. I'm trying to think of other John Wall. Like who else do they have? Like, are we going Washington Bullets? By the way, that's a sick ass Nick. I, I I understand today's society yes. you can't have like the Colt forty fives or oh, whatever. Bro, the jerseys were but, sick, but the Bullets like so that was sick. a sick ass name. Really can't you talk about that anymore? Colt forty fives. Oh, so sick. I love that. Defunct stuff. names that we all love. 
At 888-957-9570. Uh, you the know what's not debunked Seals. and what I do love is the morning roast. And that's up next on 857 The Game. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.